driving on sunny days, we can skate, I got a place for you This home that you put effort in, you told me it was made for two The chances I would take for you to show you we're unbreakable Every time we bonding, and when I'm in trouble You get me out just like a bondsman, and kiss me in my sleep When you feel them tears on my shoulder, you may weep Even if it takes you weeks, I'll provide you what you need For better or worse, at times we have broken up But still made it work, for what it's worth Half of your burdens, I'ma help you hold that It's relational, so I know that the soul match Greetings and salutations, all right, good people Welcome to another episode of it's relational. My name is Kimar. My name is Diani. And today, today, today. Where are we, Diani? Where are we? Where are we today? We in the stew. <laughs> we in the studio? Yeah, in BK. <laughs> well, no, no, we gotta break it down for people who don't know what BK is. They might think Burger King. Okay. <laughs> it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn! Park Slope to be exact. So Brooklyn Podcasting um set up. Man, if y'all haven't been here, come through. Say, you know, you know, it's relational or it's relational if you're bad. And, you know, maybe they hook you up. Maybe they hook you up. But I can't guarantee that. But anyway, today we have a special guest, right? Very special guest. And he's on my left. <laughs> <laughs> that guy over there. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just very honored and humbled to, to know that, you know, we have the gentleman on my left. People probably already see him and kind of like, oh, I know who that is. I know that guy. You better know him because he's a big deal to me. So, without any further ado, right, I just want to do a quick shout out to Mr. Methodical. I, I, I can't, I can't. I tried, I tried. <laughs> do you want me to do it? <laughs> yes, do it. I'll do it. Well, um, if you didn't know, get familiar. I am the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical individual, the Chisels Adonis. And I'm here on It's Relational. I'm happy to be here. Wow. wow. <laughs> You know how many times I listened to it and I was like, all right, I got it, I got it. And I was like, methodical. <laughs> it's a little bit of word salad because there's, there's a lot of uh, um, words that are in there that mean the same thing. Right. But I figured, you know, why not just put together a bunch of different words? Or if you want to use larger words, you can throw in a cornucopia of a bunch of different words. Right. You know, have it in a situation to where it, so it, it sounds much more intelligent than what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. When I, was, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, maybe he's like spelling out, you know, um, phonetically like chiseled Adonis. But I was like, mm-hmm. wait, no. He's not. He's not. <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, I think he's describing himself, no? Yes, that's that, that, that's primarily why I did uh, um come up with that 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 phrase and pretty much have that as the intro because I think it was maybe this had to be mid 2016 when I came up with it and it was just different words that came to mind immediately and then I said, all right, I'll write these down and then I figured out a way to put them together and then make it roll off the tongue. It took mm. a little bit of time, but then now it's 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 part nature. of me now. So nice. everywhere I go, I, that's how I introduce myself. Okay, got it, got yes, it, got I it. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna put it on a Starbucks cup, and then I'm, I'm gonna watch to see how they how long <laughs> it takes them to get it right. <laughs> Imagine somebody try to save you in their contacts as the whole tagline. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has it already <laughs> attempted. I, I would not be surprised. You send somebody an email, and they'll say, "All right, I'll put you down and save you as contact information." I can't tell how many times somebody has met me like, "Oh, you're the diligent vigilant." Individual. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, you should have it be a me. voicemail. Yeah, I should. You know, that's a good idea. I might do that. Yeah. I actually, I, I, I uploaded, well, not uploaded, but I um, enabled my, voice na- my, my voicemail on my phone today for the first time in maybe a year and a half. I'll probably make that my voicemail. Yeah, that'll be dope. Mm, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, man. But wow, yeah, I, I struggled on, you know, trying to say it. I was like, I, I got it, I got it. And then today, you know, I guess lights is on me. I was like, you know, deer in headlights. I was like, nah, I don't got it. <laughs> I'd even make an attempt, so. <laughs> <laughs> but on today's episode, right, you know, we have you here. Thank you for coming through. Um, I, I know to say a little bit later in the interview, but my cup runneth over. But already? It, it ran over already, man. It already? ran over already. It ran All over right. already. All right. So, you know, what we want to do on today's episode is truly just kind of get to know you well you know, for everybody to kind of get to know your life story and kind of how you come up. But we're also going to slip in a couple of relationship questions since we are a relationship-based podcast, right? Yeah. All right. So, Mr. Chiseled Adonis, obviously that's not his real name, but mm-hmm. please take that into consideration. Um, let's hear a little bit of, of, of your background. So, tell us your age, where you reside, um, your career, careers, if applicable, and uh, we'll roll into some more questions after that. Well, for one, um, 28 years young. Uh, yeah, I was born in uh, 94, so I'm a 90s baby. 
Um, and born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. You know, my parents, they originated from Haiti. Top um, yeah, Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know, a whole lot of ippies, they got sprinkled all over me. They made sure I, I was a, a well-seasoned um, individual. Got one brother um, and, and another distant brother that's not by blood, but bonded more by uh, uh we it was my first friend since diapers literally since wow. diapers so um we we're six months apart but we pretty much met in i think it was like the christmas of, of, mm. of 94 and then from that point we've been cool ever since but um you know humble beginnings you know my parents they've been together for 33 years nice um nice. and and my it's pretty much been a traditional family union you know nice. we haven't had large conflict per se but then they raised me the right way i'll say that much and I, I when when i was coming up initially i thought my career path would have led me down the uh path of you know sports and mm -hmm. athletics because i was big passionate into um football yes and i played on um, six years four in high school two in college but then you know when that you kind of have that epiphany moment right where it's like this this isn't it may not, not be it, yeah. it may yeah. not be it right and then I, i'm looking at you know, on the road that's ahead of me because I'm recognizing, all right, I'm playing at Division Three, and it's already not looking very good. So I got two years left. So my only real opportunity is have a sensational junior year yep. and transfer, transfer to a D1. To go, and the probability of that happening was incredibly slim. And yeah. moreover, I'd have to most likely leave the school that I was at. Mm -hmm. So now, because I'm not, I don't have no, I'm not on a scholarship anymore at this point. So since that was the case, it's like, all right, um, I've got to pivot. I've right. got to go somewhere and figure out what it is that I, I have to do. And then what led me to comedy was my business law professor in what what became my final semester in college. He had pulled me to the side, and I had a B-plus in his class. So when mm -hmm. he said, oh, let me talk to you after class, I'm like, well, this, this doesn't seem very, very good. Right. So then he, he asked me, hey, so what are you doing here? Like, what do you mean, what am I doing here? I'm, I'm in your class, enjoying ourselves, having a good time. He's like, no, no, no. I want, and he ran down about a list of maybe 17 different things that I've done throughout the semester that was incredibly entertaining that oh. I did subtly. And usually if you're somebody who's a college professor, this isn't something that, you know, you're, you're supposed to do yeah. because you're, you're technically driving somebody away from academics. Exactly. So yeah. since that was the case, he had said, you should go back to your room and do like a life, you know, reflection on if entertainment is something that you may want to look into. So I said, all right. I went back to my room, pretty much turned off all the lights, sat on the edge of my bed. And for about two to three hours, I just reflected over my entire life. And the one conduit was comedy mm. and the ability to not only make myself laugh, but make people around me laugh. So I said, okay, I think I may have found something here. So I ended up going to my um academic advisor i think that's what they call them in, in college because i know in high school it's um your guidance, guidance counselor. counselor yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's academic advisor and i told them to switch my degree from a four-year to a two-year so i can immediately get out get of out there. yeah <laughs> so then um finished graduated um college of course i didn't go and walk because then I, I went to school upstate so my parents would have to get on a bus and say eight hundred dollars in total for all my brother my my mother and my my dad and then also me because i'd have to go down and come back up it's ridiculous so i just had to <laughs> mail the degree to the house um, I worked for a year, saved up all my money, and then in February of 2016, I uh, did stand-up for the first time, and then right. in March of 2016, created the YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook, and it's been now six years since. And, mm, wow. You know, you're going hard and still going hard at it. Right. right. That's back. amazing. Okay. Shout out to your business. Is a business law professor? Yes, yes, yes. Professor Shout Rhodes. Professor Rhodes. Shout out <laughs> to him for even noticing that because a lot of professors, they don't actually care. Facts. Yeah, yeah, they don't. They Facts. don't. They're there to get a check, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, listen, you can show up or not. I'm still getting paid. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, quick also shout out to the Excuse Me Brother podcast because, you know, he gave his same story on that, their episode, and it's literally like verbatim, word for word, on, like, the experience. Um, it's something you had said on their podcast. I'm just hoping that, you you know, you say it here. It was pretty comedic. We, we was listening mm -hmm. to it earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to repeat that because I wanted him just to kind of naturally say it. But anyway... You know, shout out to that professor, though. Mm -hmm. Again, they're not designed to really steer you away from school. It's like, hey, you know, you need to be fully invested into this institution, rack up more loans, mm -hmm. and continue getting this two-year, four-year degree, and maybe continue to get your master's and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So definitely shout out to your, your professor on that. 
Uh, are you still in contact with them? No, no, I'm not. I haven't seen him since. Oh, <laughs> oh, and I, I, I'm, I don't want to say I highly doubt, but I'm not sure if he recalls, oh, probably you know, not. the most. Probably not, because I've had three profound professors in my lifetime. There's a, um, uh, my, my, I believe it's social studies teacher in um, my sophomore year in high school, um, Mr. Baffa. He ended up passing during the mm. year, too, which was crazy. I still hold on to um, He gave me a container. During parent-teacher conference, he left it for me because he was going to throw it away. But he's like, oh, no, if anybody wants to. I'm like, do I want to? Because we were, we were bonding. We were getting really close, and he ended up getting hit by a drunk driver. And then um, he fell into a coma, never recovered. And then, like, four days after he had passed, that broke wow. me. In, in 2010, this was. And then um, I had a, another professor. Then I had a Professor Rhodes in college and then also um, Professor Bailey. And I think he was um, he was also in the same year that I had Professor Rhodes he had um been able to identify like my leadership qualities that i had like a natural innate ability to be right. a leader and and i'm somebody who you know i'm very forthright i'm somebody who who's proactive and he could notice that within me like you're not somebody who's a you know just another Korg in in, in the system or right. another gear in the system or something like that you have great things you know, before you that you can accomplish, you just have to have the willingness to go after. 100%. So he was almost unpeeling me as I, I was getting there. He was actually, no, he was a semester before I had met um Professor Rhodes. So it was almost like it, it, it was a, a, a domino effect from wow. Bafa to Bailey to Rhodes, and then here I am now. Wow. wow. That's good that your ears were open, though. Oh, oh yes. And your yes. mind, too, to receive it, because a lot of people, they hear stuff, and it kind of just like, over the head, out one ear. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. And it just didn't go anywhere. It didn't do anything. You're like, what happened to my life? He's like, well, the Lord put different things in your life that's supposed to steer you into the direction that he had planned for you, but you wasn't paying attention. So here we are, stuck in that horrible place. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, wow. It's good to know that, you know, you were listening, you were receptive. Because some of us, you know, we get like wholehearted advice from some of our you know, uh, you know, our, our teachers, if you will, or, mm -hmm. you know, just somebody who's advanced in age. And we kind of like, oh, yeah, you're just talking, like, stop talking. So I'm mm -hmm. glad you were receptive to that because that got you to where you are here today, mm -hmm. which is in Brooklyn Podcasting Studio. Yeah. All right. You're on the Interrelational Podcast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I Mr. I love the name, by the way. Oh, so yeah. I love the name. Thank where the name you. came from? Where the name Thank came you. from? Oh, well. It was all me. It was all me. It was natural. Well, who had the idea? It was his idea, but I came up with the name. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a, a concerted effort. You guys got it. <laughs> well, Mr. Chiseled Thomas, right? Mm -hmm. So we got to just ask this out of curiosity. I know. But what is your real, you know, your, your real name, not the alias? Oh, the real name. Oh, my name is Dave Antoine. Or, or the, if you were to add the French or Haitian Creole twang or Dave Antoine. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then a lot of people, they have no clue my name is Dave. I have no vice against my real name being out there. I'm not one of those people like, you'll never know my name. I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know, it's not that big of a deal. But then um, the Chiseled Adonis pseudonym just came from, you know, my upbringing. And I right. had different moments throughout life. If you'd like me to explain the, the story, oh, I can. Yeah, me but, um, Yeah, so I was in um, fourth grade. And um, never forget this. I was in fourth grade in uh, Miss Esposito's class. And shout out to Miss Esposito. I hope she's doing all right. You know, she's a... <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah, so since that's the case, um, you know, we I was in fourth grade and she um I, I was going to her class and whatever the case was, I don't know if my mother bought different cheap lotion or something of that nature that could also work as a fragrance. Put the lotion on or whatever, went to class. Um well I was in the hallway and then there was this lady, I can't remember what her name was. I say lady, like we weren't children. But um <laughs> there was some girl, she'd say, Oh, you smell nice. Well, okay, well, thank you. I've never received that that kind of compliment before. And she said I looked cute. I'm like, whoa, I've never got this before. I wasn't, I wasn't a very attractive looking kid. So um I went back to class, I had my feet up on the desk, and then Miss Esther was like, Why you got your feet on the desk for? And I said, Oh, so and so said I, I look cute. She said, Oh, you think you're some kind of Adonis? What, what in the world does that mean? No clue what that means. Like, well, it's a god of beauty. I'm like, well, at this stage, you know, in life, my ego probably couldn't handle that kind of title, but I'll take it. So I rolled with Adonis. I made it my, uh, um, I believe it was my password throughout. Um, no, it was my username, I think it was. When we first got, you know, introduced to the internet and using computers uh -huh. during that time. And then um, fast forward to, I believe this was the tail end of ninth grade going into 10th grade. And I started to get in shape. So I'm working out. I'm doing everything. I'm starting to get cut up and, you know, in shape and everything. And then my coach, um, Coach Marinello, 
who I don't speak to as often, but I still keep in contact with him. He's a great guy. We got to go fishing or something like that. But um, <laughs> I um, he had said to me that I'm starting to get chiseled. So I said, huh, interesting. So then I thought back to what my password or username, you know, being Adonis, and I said, all right, what if chiseled and Adonis put that together? Chiseled Adonis. Hmm. And then when um, my senior year rolled around, applying to colleges, I ultimately get accepted, and then they create your account, like on Nelnet. Right. Till this day, my loans account, the username is Chiseled Adonis. Mm. It's been 10, actually, yeah, 10 years, a little bit over 10 years. Right. Um, And I've... Chiseled Adonis been arrived. It's been the name since before I even started comedy. So that's how the origin of the name right. came from. Wow. Right. I heard it already. I just wanted you to hear it and see your reaction. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? Low-key um, high school coaches always kind of, well, outside of them being rough on us, oh, you yeah. know, unnecessarily rough. Because uh, I ran track and field in high oh, school. Of course you did. <laughs> you had to. Of course you did. Me and brother Jay, we went to high school together. Yeah. So that's how me and him were school. Well, we all went to high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. I had, didn't I have class with him? I don't remember. <laughs> I would not remember that. Yes, I did. I had class with him. Once. I'm not disproving that. I'm saying I don't remember. I think it was trigonometry. Hit him up, ask him. All right. Oh. <laughs> did you pass trig? You passed trig? I did pass trig. Better than trick. me. <laughs> math was my subject and I failed the regions. I'll never forgive myself for that. I kind of want to go back, sneak my way into high school just to pass the geometry region and also the trigonometry region. It was tutoring. Oh, like I stayed in tutoring every day. Facts. I should. Nerd. I should. Yeah. Nerd. She was in tutoring. Uh, so when I was in high school and I was doing track practice, you know, mm -hmm. we, we do track practice as soon as like, you know, your last class is done until yep. like eight or or eight. Five or six o'clock. <laughs> eight. School ends at three. So <laughs> like five or six o'clock. But the point is, she was always in tutoring until like I was done with track practice. Not that really? she was waiting for me, mm -hmm. but it just always coincidentally worked out like yeah. that. Wow. I wanted to make sure I got the answers and like understood because I was like, I want to get an advanced reason diploma. I was just so mm -hmm. hardcore on that. Nerd. I was like, I want to be regular. I want to be advanced reason diploma. Mm -hmm. Did you get it? I did get it. Yeah. Wasn't it like a sticker on a diploma anyway? No, it says on it says it in writing. Mm -hmm. Don't be a hater because you're always a regular. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's relational, huh? <laughs> <laughs> We've reached our first conflict. <laughs> well, you know what? I also wanted to talk about. So I know you are, you know, very prominent on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on hitting that large view that you hit the other day. Was it a hundred and fifty or bigger than that? Oh, that's a good question. Um. I, th I believe it was 150 million. No, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think it was 150. Yeah, 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 I think it was 150 million. That's nice. Yeah, yes. it escapes me because I don't pay attention to it. <laughs> but but I, whenever they'll send me an email and I'll open the email. Oh wow, I can make a post with this. I'll just go ahead and post, but I completely forget. But yeah, I, th I believe it was 150 million. Congratulations on that. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. That's 150 thousand people who have laughed, and they can't say, "Oh no, I didn't laugh." You know, even if they try to dislike the video, they know they laugh, but just being petty. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> let's talk about you being the marked man, the wanted man. I I really wanted to get into this. Like blocked on, or not blocked. Well, let's say blocked. Going through so much trial and tribulation, even to this day, mm -hmm. with some of these platforms. You know, while we get into you know a little bit of relationship aspect after. You know, let's start with YouTube. I, I like to hear the community strikes, the copyright strikes that you've been faced with. Like, how did these come about? Like. <sighs> Well, uh, I, I'd love to say that I'm completely, you know, I, 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 I've done nothing wrong mm -hmm. because there, there's been moments in which I can look and I'll say, all right, you know, I could get a copyright, you know, strike for this, use this footage or whatever, then get approval or whatever. All right, cool. I understand that. And then with the community guidelines, it's it's almost a spectrum. There's there's, there's some things that I'll say, all right, I was wilding. And then there's other things where I'll say this doesn't make any sense. But mm -hmm. for the most part, I think maybe of my total, I believe, 27 strikes combined. Um, they don't all stay on the channel, of course. You know, they, they they stay for 90 days and then they're gone. But over the course of the six years, I've had on two different occasions where I was pretty much maxed out, per right. se, to where I had three. Because initially, I thought if you get three copyright you're signs, done. you're done. Yeah. But evidently, it's like you get three and then they'll give you a grace 
sort of situation to where if you were to accumulate a fourth, then you're gone. And then with community guidelines, you're, if you get three, you should be done. But the same thing happened. I had two different occasions where I had three and three at the same time simultaneously. Wow. So I'm walking Yo. on a, and I believe this was 2018 and then again in 2019. And I had made um separate videos. I don't even know if they're still, um they, I'd probably have to scroll through all of the videos to find them where I'm like, fam, I'm, I am on a, I'm on a tight rope right now. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know what videos will be taken down. I don't know when or anything. There's been moments in which I'll have like earlier. Um, I believe this was no at the tail end of last year. I had a copyright strike from um. I think it was the no no no. It was a community guideline strike for um something. I think they said it was like in, endorsing drugs, and it was a video when I was. Uh, it was pretty much posting a what if would happen in the NFL if Des Bryant had caught, mm -hmm. you know, the touchdown in 2014. Right. There's no reference, no visualization, <laughs> what? nothing towards any kind of drugs whatsoever. But it was flagged down. I put in an appeal. It was immediately rejected. Of course. Okay, and okay, and the right, problem yeah. that I have with it is, like, there, there's no way that you can send in, let's say they'll say the max amount of characters you can send in to appeal something is 800. If I write a 700 and... 56, you know, character response explaining why I'm innocent of whatever claim it is that you put upon me. There's no way you could respond within 18 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute and say, hey, oh, yeah, we read your response and you're still in violation. You didn't even take time of to retain yeah. that information, especially if I cite my sources. I give you references to different videos. I'll say, all right, if you said this violates the community guidelines, how is this video still up on the platform? It's not to say, well, I'm dry snitching mm -hmm. on other people. That's not the case. But you can't, if you're going to have a rule, it should apply to everybody. everyone. Yeah. yeah. So since that's the case, you can't tell me. And if, if something is age restricted, that means you reviewed it and said, oh, well, it should just be for mature audiences only. Right. But then that would mean that you guys had manually said, oh, this for mature audiences only. But you can watch mine, which is pretty much for anybody, you know, any audience. But let's just say there was this drugs that was in, involved there. We can't act like drugs don't exist. Or whatever. So if that's the case in this conversation about it, would you not just make it for mature audiences only? Why is it that I now get a strike and then this other person's video, they still, you know, they stay there. So overall, I've had in total 27 um, strikes between community guidelines and uh, um, copyright. And I have two warnings on the channel that will never leave. Mm. And both of them. I, till this, I have no clue. They said it violated child safety. One of them I was um, talking about me getting my Facebook page removed. Right which I don't understand the correlation with child safety. And there was another where it was like a street, I did a commentary on a um, street fighting video. It started going viral again. Uh, Not yeah, mine, yeah. but um, um, I think the guy, he took his legs off. He had prosthetic legs. Yeah, yeah, And he took yeah, his yeah. legs off. I did a commentary on that and they took that one down for child safety. But the original video and the countless other ones are still up on YouTube till this day, but I can't yeah. get rid of the warning. But it's always been a back and forth battle on YouTube primarily, but then Instagram, Facebook, Marked everywhere. man, indeed. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can relate to the appeal part because during the day I'm in medical billing, mm -hmm. so I deal with a lot of medical insurance. Oh, so okay. when we do appeals, like I, when I write an appeal, like sometimes I actually, you know, not a template, but I actually write out the appeal. And mm -hmm. sometimes I get really petty just because, you know, it's, it's kind of a, you know, ridiculous response. Mm -hmm. And they would sit there and kind of say, oh, yeah, you know, appeals upheld. You know, our determination is correct. I'm like, did you actually read mm -hmm. the appeal? Did you actually read it? So when you said that, I was like, instantly, I knew exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, and we talked about it in the car, you know, from, in Jamaica, we have this thing called bud mine. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's facing you right now. I think somebody's just truly hating on you in the YouTube um, like studio, like 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 the uh, somebody in the backstage of the YouTube studio. Mm -hmm. Maybe you went to high school with. Maybe you like trucked, you know, in, <laughs> in high school in, in college, mm -hmm. and it just never got over. It. And it's like, you know what? There he go. There he go again. Block him. Right. They work mm -hmm. behind the scenes in YouTube. <laughs> there's got to be something. I've always yeah. felt like there's got to be a boogeyman in there somewhere. There's yeah. got to be somebody. The I haters. It is. Yeah. It is. But you're still fighting. Still going strong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Yeah. So let's talk about the other platforms you faced mm -hmm. issues with. So Facebook, probably a, a beast one in itself. So what happened with Facebook? So my original Facebook page, I was able to amass, I believe it was 122,000. 
um, followers that I had on there. I can't remember the number of likes, but I think it transitioned away from likes and went more towards followers. So right. how many likes you have and no longer, you know, translate. So I had 122,000 followers on um, Facebook. And it was originally my largest platform because mm-hmm. I would, you know, placate my videos towards Facebook first and then YouTube would be secondary because Facebook is where I saw more traction. Right. And for whatever reason, I started having videos get removed and um, initially, I didn't back up, you know, my videos in the beginning. Still, till mm. this day, there's a lot of videos I've never backed up. But um, with Facebook, out of nowhere, I started getting these sanctioned, these one-week blocks, these two-week blocks out of nowhere. And this is when um, the height of my NFL commentary was beginning. right. So when that was the case, I'm sitting here like I don't. I, this is this is bizarre. I had started. I was doing a series on the NBA Finals. The very very first commentary series I had done right. was the 2017 NBA Finals. The first game one, it got like 18,000 um, views, and then game two was at 35. Mm-hmm. And then during that week, I did a video compilation on, you know, crackheads. They 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 were doing ridiculous things. And I mean, we all watched Dave Chappelle yeah. and Tyrone Biggum. So yeah, they were. <laughs> and then when you see them live, it's like, oh, it's a zombie. It's a zombie. Off of, like the back flipping off of a building, and this guy lands on the his feet. Just walks off like it's nothing. I'm like, this is Superman here. I, I, I've never <laughs> thought of doing drugs, but they can convince me. So I made a video, and it got to 2 million views in three days, and then they took it down. Mm. But then when they took it down, it's in the midst of the, the break between, um I believe, they, they played game one and two of the 2017 um finals in Golden State. Right. So game three is that, I think it was that Friday night, or Thursday night, I can't recall, but um, or maybe it was the following Monday, I forget. But whatever it was, I was in the midst of getting ready to download the highlights from Game Three, which was the day prior, and um, they they blocked me, so I'm in the midst of starting to begin a series, and that was the I think that was like the second or third time I had ever gotten blocked, but right. this was the first time where I had super momentum, and then mm-hmm. they had got me, and then it just became a domino effect of any time I started to build momentum, they would strike me down, they'd take something down, and they're like, hey, this violates this, this violates that, and then I would sit there like, Man, I, the I don't understand. It's real. It's weird because it's real. just commentary. Yeah. You know, you're not promoting drugs, right? Mm-hmm. You're not pushing like ways to abuse a child and those kind of things like weird stuff that people the drug actually thing, the drug thing my bad i know i cut you I, I feel like i guess to play slightly devil's advocate mm-hmm. if you're saying you know you've seen this crack, this oh, crack the crackhead jump off the building or backflip off a building and mm-hmm. land square and then walk off maybe somebody's misguided interpretation of like mm-hmm. oh if i do that maybe that will happen to me mm-hmm. so that's the only thing i could truly think uh, of i guess if no, cuz I, I i can understand it like if if somebody feels emboldened to now go and do the action <laughs> because they've seen it on a video then right. by all means but when you take it down and then you give me the opportunity to appeal right. and i can that's explain what cuz it's all it. perspective mm-hmm. because by that logic Anything that happens in life, your perspective can say, like, if you see a car accident, somebody can see a car accident. Somebody, unfortunately, has passed on. There's wreck and there's a bunch of mess everywhere. Somebody can say, oh, wow, that looks cool. Let me start driving my car. into So then right. anytime anything is broadcasted, somebody can perceive it as, oh, I should do this. I should do that. So I think when they have the appealing process and they give you the opportunity to now yes. speak your piece, yes. that's where it should separate you know, with, with as it pertains to perspective. The problem that I have is, again, the same thing that I have with YouTube is when I give my response and say, oh, whoa, whoa, I was never, you know, trying to encourage this kind of behavior or anything like that. If you listen to the video, you would hear, I'm not saying, oh, we should go and do that. We should go and do that. Right. But for whatever reason, there's an AI that responds yeah, to that's, everything. That's what it is. So, it's like it, you get a block, you, something happens, there's a violation. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. 100%. 100%. Yeah. The hate is real, though. Somebody got that AI bot just pro. All right, when Adonis, pro, when Jizzle Adonis posted, <laughs> get him, get him, get him. Yeah, and you got people that's actually posting real ridiculous, crazy stuff. Right. Like on YouTube, on Facebook. You can still find stuff on Facebook that's like, this should even be here. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Instagram. I mean, Instagram it's, too. It's there, like there was a beheading on Instagram. I watched it two days ago, mm. and there was a um, there was a um, a shooting that happened, and I I think this was in Memphis. I can't recall, but there was a rapper who was singing, talking about he wanted all of his ops, you know, family 
dead, their children dead. And evidently they walked up on them and they shot them plain sight. They have the whole video. My brother sent it to me two days ago. It's on Instagram. And I would sit here and I'd watch this like, wait, how is there a sensitivity filter mm. that was, and, and now Twitter does it now where you can put your own sensitivity filter. But if it was filtered by the app, it specifies this is from the app or it's from the uploader. Right. So I would see a sensitivity filter from the app itself on a murder. Mm -hmm. But I've never been given the grace of there's a sensitivity filter on one of my videos. This never happens. Right. Yeah. So it, it gets you in a situation where you're sitting here like, wait, what is really going on it's here? It's like, are you for it or against it? Which one is it? It seems like you're for it. Yeah. If you're it, allowing it to come out this way, you know, be posted on other profiles. But And I put it up. It's like, nah, you're promoting violence. And it's like, I'm not. Yeah, the hate is real. Yeah, and it's not even real. just me. It's countless different people. Like, yeah. even, especially with Instagram, as it pertains to, like, if we were to look at nudity, where somebody can post, let's say they're in a bikini or something of that nature, they'll get flagged down for nudity. But you can have larger accounts, like whether it's an Ashley, uh, um, Ashley Graham or a Kim Kardashian mm -hmm. or anybody on, on, on supermodels or, or, or stuff like that, they're posting in the same set, the same piece, Right. And they can not only are they, you know, having their post uploaded, they're also being promoted yeah, and paid yeah, to do yeah. so. So how mm -hmm. is it that you can say, oh, well, this violates this, this violates that. But then this person can upload the exact same thing in the exact same context and they're perfectly fine. So I think that there's there's a problem as it pertains to what's accepted right. and what's not. And we have to be able to identify, especially if you're a creator or just anybody who's using the platform, you have to be able to identify who are the people who are filtering this stuff out because I think <laughs> they need to be, you know, public. Right. Because it doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, because you're not Kim Kardashian. You yeah, know, I mean a lot of these celebrities get a lot of leeway. Mm -hmm. You know, they can do what Ever. Awesome. Like literally whatever. Say whatever, do whatever. Like I I even like heard a rapper say threaten somebody's um mother and all this stuff, but mm -hmm. it's like, but you would to say it, you're in violation. Like, yeah. You know, your profile gets shut down or suspended, whatever, but they could say it. And that's unfair. It's like, are we not all humans? You're not superhuman. Mm -hmm. I think what you you, you said I, although I, I get what you're saying, you know, the whole you're not Kim Kardashian. I think that's truly where it kind of comes yeah, in. Yeah, like, it's like... You're not of this stature where it's like, we can let you get away with anything. Because I even recall a time where you mentioned um, you posted, let's say, like a commentary for like a fight video. Mm -hmm. And that got taken down. But Snoop Dogg posted yep. the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's like viral. Algorithm loves yep. him. And then, you know, you, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, you know, because a lot of my friends send me stuff for him. He is, like you said one time, the modern-day world star. Yeah. I let go of world star, but him now, he's like, man, he brought back world star, basically what mm -hmm. it is. And it's like, why, you know, no, no, nothing against Snoop Dogg, but why doesn't that get taken down? But let me or, you know, Chisel the Donis do that problem. Hey, listen, you, you got a strike. Now you got to do it. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like with, le I look at it like, okay, they have leverage, mm -hmm. right? And they, they they garner so much attention on the app, the app will not, you know, eradicate them, which I completely understand. But if that's the case, you just have to you, you say that up front. Yes. So the people know. Yes. Because it's one of the reasons why I'm fighting so hard to get like a verification badge or something like that. But I'm not going to pay to get it. I don't want to pay to get it. I'm going to get it organically. Right. But I, it, it's it's mind boggling to me because you'll you'll sit here and um. With fight videos particularly, it's one of the reasons why I stopped doing street fighting videos. I can't do it anymore because um, it's going to get taken down for um, – it's going to get flagged for community guidelines no matter what platform that it's on. So I try to refrain from that. I'll do more professional fights or even wacky promotional fights like I do with the Epic Fighting Championship. Right. But with – when I would look at a page like Snoop where you're just reposting just a bunch of different content or whatever and there's no flag. Like, for example, uh, um, Big Baby Davis who used to play for the Celtics and <laughs> yeah. he was swimming in a pool. I don't know if he was naked. I don't know what it was. But he had his bare – butt cheeks his glutes was just out mm. and then he was um swimming and it's four seconds it's up on his page still till this day i think it's got like maybe about i don't know if it's twenty two thousand likes or twenty two thousand views or whatever i had taken the same post and i had put, put it on my story and all i had at the end of it was just saying hey yo you know something like that right, right? right. no i think it was a reel that i'd uploaded within 22 minutes mine was taken down and flagged 
But then Big Baby Davis's still post is still up. And they say, oh, well, you know, it's nudity. But how is the source still here? And he's mm. on a smaller stature to where he doesn't have that leverage. So Not then anymore, that, yeah. that that yeah. has me in a situation where I'm looking like, okay, maybe if, if you're verified, you can kind of get away with with things or maybe it sounds very, like it it's that very confusing like it, yeah. so it's it's one of the reasons why i kind of want to run like a case study like i think somebody had said when they're applying or, or not applying but when they're um sending in an appeal for something they just want to send a period inside of the appeal just send a period a oh. comma semicolon or whatever and send it and when they give you a response oh well we thoughtfully read over your response no you didn't because mm. I didn't send anything. All mm. I did was leave a beard here, and you're telling me you actually reviewed this yeah. when you obviously didn't. They don't. Right, it's right, like right. the decision's already made. It's like you can't overturn it, but yeah. I'm saying you can appeal, but you really can't. Mm -hmm. I feel as if they have somebody. They'll, they'll have somebody there who can occasionally look through things, but obviously with the amount of violations that they're handing out, there's no way to go through everything. Yeah. But the problem that exists is don't, Tell me on the front end that you're going to go through right. it if you're not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Right. Just say you can't appeal it. it when I made a decision, it's done. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So are, are are you able to... I know you can do verification on YouTube. Are you verified on YouTube? Yes, yes. Okay. I am verified on YouTube. Okay. When I got to um 100,000, and then you could apply for the... Well, for, you, you request the... um. You you request the them to send you the plaque because apparently you have to request it for them. I to thought send that to was you. automatic. No, they automatically no, apparently send it not. To you. Oh. Yeah, apparently not because um when when you passed a hundred thousand, you I I think you can request for the um verification. I can't remember because this was um three years ago. But then um I recall that there had to be a hey this is my channel and I have X amount of subscribers and then at that point they just verify. Oh, you do. All right, cool. And we'll send it to you. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, so I had to I had to apply to get verified. They didn't immediately put the the check mark there. And then I once they saw it, I I I passed the qualifications. I have the 100,000 cuz un unless you if you don't have 100,000, you have to be somebody of I guess prominence ahead of time for them to go and, you know, verify. You. That's right, why you right. can see certain channels they got like 20,000 but they're verified or whatever. Makes sense. So, mm -hmm. um when you get past 100,000, then you put in the request, then you get verified and then you could get the plaque and all that other stuff, but for whatever reason, it doesn't transfer. Uh, it doesn't um, transfer from platform to platform. Like mm. on Twitter, I just passed twenty thousand followers, and evidently, when I try to go through the verification process, I think they let you try once a month or or maybe once a week. I can't recall, but um, I tried, and they said you still don't meet the, the criteria. The, the criteria to get there. I'm, I'm verified over here, can't I? Nope. You have that, to have that's, like that's ID, yeah, ID yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, IMDb credits, or you have to have a bunch of you know publications, and I don't, I'm not going to pay for a newsletter nah, or something yeah, like that just yeah, to get yeah. verified it, that's too fake for me i wouldn't want to do that are you looking to get verified on instagram as well um i i put in a request maybe i want to say once a month I, I i don't remember if i can do it daily there was a point in which you could do it daily okay. and i would just continually you know do it do it do it do it do it and it would never go through so i think the best you know possible scenario is you know just start to continue to gain traction and if i can you know mess around and get a legitimate you know publication and, and on a uh, uh, uh whether it's an okay well i don't want to say magazine but um let's say a new york post or something like that and then have it in a situation where i can place that link now mm. then i'd be i'd be in a spot to where it's oh yeah this actually is this person and then verify right, me right. okay yeah okay. wow a lot of work yeah, but yeah. it's also conflicting and annoying and confusing because it's like like you said if i'm verified on youtube you already know who I is, for you know, lack of better words, mm -hmm. that should be able to translate on other platforms. Like I shouldn't need to meet certain criteria. Look at me over here. Mm -hmm. So it should all be, you know, in sync. What? Yeah, it does know. work like that. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> so then the last platform I wanted to ask you about was Linktree. Yes. Because oh, how does how, how does one get blocked on Linktree? <laughs> Till this day, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. They just th there was no email. There was no notification. There was no heads up anything. It was just I had gotten blocked somewhere. And then somebody in the comment section like, yo, you got blocked on Linktree? Said, Excuse me? What are you talking about? It blocked on Linktree. So I clicked the link in my bio and it says, oh, well, this, um, this, this, you know, user or whatever has been terminated for violation of service. Linktree is just putting links... <laughs> And yeah. it's just it's it's the link to the the app that I had partnered with. It's the link to all my other social medias. What 
what did I do that could have possibly, and I couldn't tell you the last time I had ever opened Linktree. So I, I don't know if there was some sort of subscription expiration, but there's no subscription for Linktree, unless I think you're, if you have like a pro profile, but I didn't have that. I had it on the smallest scale. Right. So until this day, I could not tell you why they blocked me. I have no clue, but wow. I don't know anybody else Mark who's been blocked Man. on on Linktree. Mark Linktree. Man. That is so weird because I was like, when Kamar told me this, I was like, how? How? You just put in links up. I'm like, <laughs> I, I have no clue. Unless, unless Linktree is secretly owned by Facebook. Now, that's, you'd have to know that. It has to be like public knowledge. It, it can't just be. Well, unless we were Googling and all of a sudden it is. Uh, who knows? <laughs> it could be public knowledge. We just don't know. <laughs> but yeah. who knows? Like, you never know. Like certain things can be out there. You just, sometimes it's not visible to you unless mm. you personally search for it. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I still can't get over the, the Linktree one. Markman yeah. is really like, yeah, I've, like been, I've been blocked Mark everywhere. Markman is, is, is really hitting it. Wow. Yeah. You, you, you persevered. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like when I, when I still hear and think of the story, I'm like, how, why, like so many, who, what, when, where, why. Mm -hmm. All that comes to me and even how, like, because mm -hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. So I guess transitioning now, because we got a lot of your, your, your life story and your blocking mm -hmm. history. I just wanted her to hear some of the story because I, I still, I'm still in disbelief. Um, transitioning now, would you say being in the entertainment field, because I don't know if you would want to just say you're a wholesome in a comedy itself, mm -hmm. but just entertainment on a whole, um, how does that potentially affect like your relationships? Uh, let's talk about like romantic relationships, mm -hmm. uh, because obviously you have to be comedic or entertaining uh, for the public, but then you have to be you have to change character, the change shift gears, and get into more of uh, you know for an intimate setting. Like you have to be changed person now. So how does being in the entertainment field affect your uh, romantic relationship life? Um, well, luckily for me, I'm not somebody who has to turn something on and turn it off because a lot of times people, they get so immersed in their career and whether it's, you know, content creation, whether it's being an entertainer or um, things of that nature, kind of stand up comedian, things like that. Um, I'm I'm myself through and through. So even when I'm doing a video, it's it's still me. It's very refined. I don't have to turn it up to 10. So um, <laughs> I, I find myself being able to navigate into romantic settings. I, I still have my my natural charm, my whimsical charm that I have there. <laughs> So I'm able to, you know, work my way around, you know, being too much of uh, of the entertainer. Right. So I'm able to somewhat avoid it. But I definitely found myself in, in, in a lot of different roadblocks. And when I was dating and I'm um, still start trying to pursue um, different sort of women. And there, there were moments in which I kind of refrained from revealing, hey, you know, I have a channel or I have right. some because the moment that. I'm not to say it's not to say, oh, well, when you see somebody has because when I when I had started really going seriously into dating, I think I had already amassed over 100,000 subscribers mm -hmm. at that point. So people already have a perception. Oh, well, this person has this much subscribers. They must be making X amount of money. Right. They must have connections to X amount of people or whatever. So now from you liking me for me and seeing me for me, you now see something else. So before I even get to that portion of, well, this is my channel, this is what I do, this is, I keep it somewhat vague because I'm more focused on can we vibe together, can we have conversations, right. things yeah, of that makes nature. Sense, yeah. So so that I would say that's probably the biggest, you know, the thing is just figuring out when you, I, I was able to say, hey, this is what I do. This is exactly me. This is my my stuff. Right. You know, but for the most part, it, it, it was it was a seamless sort of transition okay. from, you know, work to relations. Got it, got it. So, so are you currently dating right now? Yes, I have. I have a girlfriend. We've been together for three years, three three years, couple of months. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So, when did you like reveal to her, like, hey, oh, good question. I am the Chisel Adonis. Like, recognize um, my name, shorty. Let me stop. Right, yeah. <laughs> recognize my check. I'm verified. <laughs> I want to say. I want to say. I told her maybe this had to be about a month and a half in but wow. she was she naturally i think maybe maybe <laughs> women have this this trait where they're gonna look you up regardless 100%. so i went when i got Smart her girl. yeah when when she got my number um what she ended up doing was immediately like went to plugged it into snapchat and then um from snapchat found oh, the name okay, so it was chisel donis google chisel donis pretty much found all of my social media it's not like i was hiding it wasn't difficult to find them if you found me out then you found me out i wasn't right. i wasn't but that's not me i wasn't that guy but um so she kind of uh, knew ahead of time 
But for the most part, you know, um, I introduced her to the uh, the, the channel. She watched uh, uh, some of the stuff. She actually really enjoyed it. So I'm like, okay, well, this is different. So then from that point, it was okay. And then when we went out, I think it was on our second date or whatever, I got recognized on the train. And for what was different from her and every other girl, every time I went out with a different girl, never got recognized. But for whatever reason, from the second date on, everywhere I went, we I got recognized. And then she'd be like, whoa, wait a minute. This is because usually it's like, oh, well, you know, this person has a channel or whatever. Now, when you see me in real time, people are coming over. Oh, wow. Yo, this guy. Oh, my God. Yo, I watch all your stuff. And I went to um the, the Haiti played a soccer game mm-hmm. and I went to the game with her. And this kid, no older than maybe 15, ran from somewhere high in the bleachers. It was at one point where I was jumping. They had scored and I was I did like a 360. And I guess they may have saw my face from. 50 flights up, ran all the way down with his friend. Oh, my God, I watch all your videos. And she's just standing there in bewilderment. Like, what is going on? Wow. So I'm sitting here like, I can't. Now I can't hide. There's can't no hiding. Hide so, no. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I, I But a, year, a month mm-hmm. into it. Okay, okay. But like you said, though, women do a lot of their research and kind of like, hmm, what's this person about? Yeah, it makes sense. If you don't do your research, you're going in blind. Mm-hmm. You got to come in with armor. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, you know, that being said, I guess kind of winding down a little bit. Um, how did you guys meet? Um, on Bumble. Huh. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on Bumble on the uh, um, the dating apps because um, I had initially I had got on the, the dating apps because I was doing the uh, sliding into DM series at the time. And then um, while I was doing the series, I said, wait a minute. What if I were to take this to dating apps? I were to get on like a Tinder or then get on like a Bumble or so. At the time, the only dating app I knew was Tinder. Tinder. I had never yeah. used any of these, but Tinder was the one that had all the commercials. Everybody talked about it, so I had got on some of the apps or whatever. And then I was just swiping. And my method for getting on the apps was very simple. It's just all right. I get on the app, make my profile, I swipe on everything, choose from the pool that I match with. Saves so much time. Why would I sit here, dedicate 10, 15 minutes looking through somebody's profile only to find out we don't match? I've wasted my time. Makes Better sense. to just swipe on everything, do that after the fact. But then um, we met on Bumble, and then we spoke for maybe about, I'd say, a month. But there were countless different times in which I would disappear and then not respond or whatever because I'm still you know, working or whatever. And it was no large priority. But then we met on Bumble, and then um, we ended up going out to go see Avengers Endgame was on our first day. She was crying at the end of the movie or whatever. I'm like, oh, man. boy, we got all this emotion coming out of this. <laughs> but um, we, we, we had a good time, and then from that point, kind of hit it off from there. So then, then um, I think we saw John Wick the second time that we had gone out, and then the third date, I think we went to the, um, that's when we went to the Haiti game. Mm. But then from that point forth, every time, like I said, Brian, every time we went out, somebody would recognize me or whatever. Oh, that's Jesus with yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, it's really nice. It's interesting that you went into it not really expecting much, and mm-hmm. then you got a lovely lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very interesting because I, I already knew. I, I was never one of those guys who was like, oh, man, you know, I'm just going to get in here and see how much women I can bed, you know, in a period of time. It's just, all right, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of conversation. And I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who likes dialogue. I really enjoy dialogue. So since that's the case, even if it's somebody who I disagree with or we have different worldviews, I think it's worth it more if we actually have a conversation. I hear your point of view. You hear my point of view. And even if we don't see eye to eye, we can agree to disagree. Because oftentimes, if you're just around people who just agree with you, you're going to end up having a very war- or warped you know, worldview. Right. Yeah. So then for me, it was just going out on different dates, trying different methods, you know, um, speaking different sort of ways to somebody, trying different, you know, different sort of things when on the date. And just see how different. I was almost doing a case study, right. per se. And then I ended up falling into, you know, messing around and falling into a relationship. <laughs> Here yeah. we are. So I guess then the last piece, uh, last question I would ask you as we wind up and wrap up, um, two two part question. Mm-hmm. What is one solid advice you would give to anybody who's looking to get into the entertainment uh, field like yourself? And then second, to caveat that, what is um, a good relationship piece advice that you can give somebody? Um, not nothing too crazy, nothing too long winded, um, for them to you know have a beautiful and prosperous relationship. Obviously, your relationship is beautiful, but what advice would you give to somebody else so they can, you know, have, you know, similar beautifulness? 
Okay. That's the All word right. I'll use. <laughs> uh, with the, the first portion, with getting into entertainment, I'll tell you, because the, the generic answer is always just be yourself. But you have to first identify who yourself is. So then you have to, because I stepped into the the space already knowing what it is that I want to accomplish, who I am as an individual, and I never wavered from that. So you have to first figure out, are you just somebody who's trying to follow the trend or try to be somebody or emulate somebody else, or are you going to be you, your authentic self? Mm -hmm. That was number one. So then I would say to somebody who wants to get into entertainment, be yourself, find your niche, and run with that. Mm -hmm. Don't ever look back. It may not be, you know... Uh, you won't get the large numbers straight out the gate. You won't have all of the views or the, the mass amount of subscribers or the money that's coming in straight out the gate. That's not going to happen. Um, seldom does it you know, happen. There's times in which you can blow up very fast, but then oftentimes it's not the case. And then you have to keep the consistency. I always say there's three C's to life. You got to um, commit to the commitment of consistency. And that's how I live my life. So I would tell somebody who's getting into the space, you got to commit to the commitment of consistency, know who you are, mm -hmm. and then go 100%, you know, 100% at what it is that you want to do. Right. And do not waver. You got to have perseverance. And then as it pertains to relationships and being able to not only find but keep a successful relationship, it's not just about communication, it's comprehension. Oh, So oh. not only do you have to tell somebody, you know, what it is that you're feeling, no matter how it may make that person feel, I, 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 I don't edit myself anymore. Like if it's blunt, if, if it's going to hurt your feelings, whatever it is, I have to make sure I get that out and I tell you how I feel. But I also, I'm not somebody who just dishes it out, can't take it. Hmm. If you, I need you to be 100% raw with me as well. Right. And then... Once you have your thought and you're communicating to me what your thought is or I'm communicating what my thought is, I need to make sure that you understand where I'm coming mm -hmm. from. And then when ultimately you provide the retort because it's foolish to just, you know, say stuff and not expect a 100%. response. I have to make sure I understand where you're coming from, too. Right. And then once those two, once that comprehension exists, we have to come to an understanding together and work together to move forward to fix the problem. Because just addressing the problem is one thing. Fixing the problem together is another thing. As Chris Rock once said, relationships are easy. It only becomes hard when one person is working at it. Ooh. Sh yeah. Quick shout out to, you know, the couple, Christy and Dimitri, because they said the same thing with their uh, interrelational moment. It's not about the communication solely. It's about the comprehension. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's facts. Because what's the point of communicating if they're not receiving or resonate? Like, it, it's not going anywhere. It's true. It becomes mm -hmm. pointless. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Mm -hmm. Well... I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it now, even though my cup is pretty done. My cup runneth over. <laughs> so thank you so much, Chisel Adonis, for coming through. Um, as the last wrap-up point, where can people find you outside of um, anything, everything, you know, just, you know, you drop your... Your handle, is it just Chiseled Adonis for everything? Yeah, it's Chiseled Adonis for everything. On Facebook, I believe it's Chiseled Adonis Reloaded on Facebook because it's the second Facebook page now. <laughs> but um, everywhere else is just Chiseled Adonis, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, um, I don't think what tick. Well, I'm on my fourth TikTok now, so I've not chiseled Adonis on TikTok. on TikTok. <laughs> but whatever the case is, yeah, you can find me there. Just Google me one time, you'll find me. So yes, make sure you like, comment, follow, share everything, and subscribe because I think you're sitting at like five hundred. Um, five. I, I think I passed five fifty two days ago. I think I'm at like five 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 fifty something. It's five. Get this man nice. to a milli, so he could yes. do a million burpees. Nice. Somebody gonna do it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good challenge. A million burpees. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I may I'm, I may meet a you know defibrillator after it's all done, but you know I gotta go for it. All right, cool, cool. Well, again, thank you for coming through with us. Yes, we thank you for it. joining us. And thank you to the Brooklyn uh, Podcasting Studio for allowing us to be in the studio. We gotta shout y'all out, uh, of course. But uh, Danny, take us away. Okay. So to everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, a great night. And wherever you are in the world, stay blessed. Yes. Be well.